You're listening to the Awkward High Five Podcast. You can follow along in your book. You'll know it's time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. Move a little bit to, to, to the right. Yeah, a little that way. Just a little, a little more to the right. Okay, more. That's it, though. Stop right there. That's wonderful. Hey, Park, what is that? Don't bother me now, sweetie. Can't see I'm busy. Yeah, but what is that? It's, it's, it's a major award. A major award? Shucks, I wouldn't have known, Dad. It looks like a lamb. Well, it is a lamb, you nincompoop, but it's a major award. I won it. Damn hell, you say you won it? Yeah. Yeah, mind power, sweet, mind power. The entire neighborhood was turned on. Oh, you should see what it looks like from out here. It could be seen up and down Cleveland Street, the symbol of the old man's victory. Damn, he won that. It's a major award. <laughs> Isn't it? It's a major award. It's a hostile fifer. It was either that or um, you used up all the glue <laughs> on purpose. And all the old man can mutter is, not a finger. <laughs> you know, I thought, I think we started the Christmas movies a little premature, my friend. Because I was thinking like, oh, we had four, four shows before Christmas, but it's two weeks. So like, let's start with the Christmas movies. And then I was like, even Scrooged, which is my favorite Christmas film, mm-hmm. uh, like today I was like, oh, we did Christmas Vacation, easy, today I'm just going to pick Scrooged, I'll pick, you know, And but then I was like watching all my favorite parts of Scrooged, and they're more kind of vis- visual jokes yeah. than they are audio jokes, you know? Like, there's some things that use, but there's not, I don't know. There's no, like, zingers. Yeah, I guess there's no, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just not, uh, like, when I was looking at the parts, I was like, ah, I don't know if this is going to work, this is going to work. So we're going to have to eke out two other Christmas <laughs> yeah. movies for the rest of the So in Scrooge, that, is that the whole Murray brother fam in Scrooge? Because that I think that is Dana Murray in Scrooge. Not the older brother, the younger brother. Yeah, the one that, play, the one that, uh, that gets the SS Minnow wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. his younger brother, and that wasn't the dude you were talking about that one time. There's no, the one you know, the one Murray? I'm talking about is Joel Murray. I didn't even know there was a. Joel yeah, Murray. you're talking about the what I said. He was in that uh, Bobcat Goldwing. Yeah, film. yeah, yeah, yeah. Joel Murray. I didn't even know there was a Joel. Yeah. And uh, and I do believe Brian Doyle does make an appearance, but Brian Doyle makes an appearance in almost every Bill Murray film. So, my favorite Christmas film by far. I got this. Uh, well, well uh, first, I guess. Welcome to the Welcome, awkward, yeah. awkward high five podcast. My name is Devin and Richie. Um, I just want to do before I get into my little thing here. I just as we were going on the air, got this email that said, um, and then it said, dear Devin, what the fuck do you have against janitors with multiple <laughs> interrobangs afterwards? Sincerely, a currently reconsidering fan. <laughs> Holy shit. And you know what, reconsider, uh, currently reconsidering fan? You're right. That is the second time on this podcast that for some strange reason I might have this like l- weird little fucking aneurysm going on where I, <laughs> I use janitors as the example for the low-level job. And you know what I think it comes from? The bike I, accident. 
No. <laughs> yeah, any brain damage comes from that. No, but but I think for some reason my default going to janitors as the low level job, which it absolutely is not. I have nothing against janitors, you know, like it's that's a noble job. People have to do it or whatever. But I think it's from the fucking breakfast club. Because that guy, the janitor, is like, you think this is what I wanted to do oh, in my yeah, life? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I think ever since I was a kid, I just like associated for some reason the janitor <laughs> being the shitty job. I if, thought you were going to say UHF because Stanley's been asking. Oh yeah, yeah, good one as well. Um, uh, fucking or like like it's when people like when people use garbage men as an example. Garbage men make a fucking good money. Yeah, you know, it's like mm-hmm. like it, besides having to get up at three in the morning and and pick up garbage. It's a pretty decent fucking job yeah, to have. They make as much as teachers make. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah. Or even more, some of them. Probably you know, more, some yeah. of the, Yeah, right, whatever. I knew a couple uh, uh, um, garbage men who worked in the city who made, like, pretty decent yeah, fucking money. Yeah, I'm sure you make more money in the city, too. Yeah, right. they got those piles of garbage. You know? So if anybody's listening to this podcast and you're a janitor, I have nothing against janitors. <laughs> and if for some reason I keep brain farting that out, don't take offense to it. So the person who emailed me right before the show, you're completely correct. You got to use some occupation. What, what occupation would you use that nobody has? You know, it's it's impossible to, to No, get, I know. You know, hey, you know someone's going to get offended. Yeah, right. It is always going to yeah. happen. It's, uh, well, you know, normally they'll just use like the, the record store clerk or something like that you know yeah. like which makes sense you know and it's not even saying that's a bad job it's just being like you're kind of just making minimum wage mm-hmm. sitting behind a cash but that doesn't exist anymore so usually people use gas pumper well uh but that can maybe new jersey, jersey. Yeah, yeah that's what i was gonna say because it doesn't really exist anywhere right. else um so yeah so maybe but even that i mean whatever you know you want to pump gas you want to pump gas i don't have any problems with any fucking jobs i remember when i was a kid i thought people that pump gas got tips do they get tips? I think that is that used to happen because remember they would always do your windshield yeah. for you and you'd and you would be like ah fuck, fill up this your air mean, and shit. Does this mean I have to tip them yeah. now? Um, but I think that's gone yeah, away. I remember Ma Dukes used to tip the, not much, but she's always like yeah, keep the change, keep the change. Yeah, but again, I mean, if you're if you don't if you're listening to this and you don't live in New Jersey, I think there's one other state that does, and I don't even know what that is. I don't even know. But um, maybe Pennsylvania. Did we have to pump our own gas in Pennsylvania? I don't remember. No, I think in Pennsylvania you pump your own gas. You did? Yeah. I don't know. I, whatever. It doesn't matter. But yeah. uh, that, is, that is a weird thing. I hate that. You know what? That reminds me of that I hate. And I'm from New Jersey. But there's all those memes that are like, you know if you're from New Jersey if you pump your oh, own gas. Yeah, yeah. You know what exits are. Yeah. You call it pork roll, not Taylor I'm Ham. I was going to say pork roll. All that fucking cheese. shit. It's just that that makes me embarrassed to be from New Jersey. I love New Jersey um and, and and all that but that shit makes me embarrassed if there's like a picture of a pork leg and cheese that says good morning new jersey oh and you know another thing <laughs> i fucking can't stand and i know that this is not a popular opinion because everybody uses it but i hate when people use the term dirty jurors oh, i'm yeah. from the dirty jurors <laughs> shut the fuck up dude. like why would you even want to call your fucking place that it's new jersey or jersey you could call it jersey but uh i don't know I mean, yes, it is dirty in certain parts, but you don't have to call it the dirty jerseys. Yeah. So anyway, um, I went. I woke up today. I so I've been an unemployed person. Um, I mean, technically unemployed for about ten months now. It's been great. It's a nice uh, stretch. That's actually coming to a close too. But um, uh, so in that time, I've kind of reverted back to my natural sleep state, which is more of the stay up until about three or four in the morning and then wake up around 11 or noon in the afternoon. Yeah, that's, yeah. For me, that's just my natural thing. If I was a caveman dweller in the prehistoric <laughs> times, that would be my sleep routine. That's my natural sleep, you know? So um, I woke up. I set an alarm today for the first time in a very, very long time. I set an alarm. I woke up at 8.30 a.m., took a shower in the cold, 
got dressed, and guess where I went? To the movies. I went to the movies. Guess what movie I saw? Star Wars. Star Wars. I knew it. And hey, did you see that scary Darth Vader mask? Uh, yeah, I saw it. And here's the thing. Um, I didn't really care about seeing it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one of these. I thought you were into Star Wars. I was into Star Wars when I should have been into Star Wars when I was, you know, yeah. 8 to 16 years yeah. old. When you played with the figurines. In yeah, the right. I loved it. Yeah. You know, I, I and, um, uh, when the second one came out in 1983, that was the first movie that I ever went to. And it wasn't my choice. I was three years old, but my parents brought me to the, the movie theater to see that. And that was the first film that I ever saw in the movies. Which one was it? Uh, what is see that's that's how off I am like on it. Empire is it Empire? Yeah, it's Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, and then and then I, I, when I was a kid, I had the action figures and I loved the movies. And then when they made those other three, I was like still kind of into it. Then that was when I was in my like mid teens. You know, is that when they made those? Yeah, the ones with like Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which which kind of knocked you out of it. I'm not going to sit here and be one of those people who was like that thing was hard. You know, I don't I can't get into that whole fanboy bullshit. I just yeah, don't yeah. care about it. I like the original Star Wars because they were fun movies in the same way that I like Indiana Jones in the same way that I like any of those adventure movies from when I was a kid, you know, but I don't, I don't hold it to be this, this holy thing. So when this one came out and it was a Disney film, I even like put a couple jabs on Facebook, not because I don't like the franchise, but just because everyone was freaking out so much about it. Yeah. That yeah. My con, my contrarian fucking bones were itching to make a little yeah. jab. Oh, I hear you. And, um, but my friends, uh, uh, they, they said, Hey, we got an extra ticket. Would you like to go? And I was like, yes, I would like to go. And um, so I saw the movie. Did this you movie. enjoy it? I hear it. So yes, I'm going to say. Now, I'm, I went into this. The best thing about this, not being a huge Star Wars fan anymore, is that I went into this with absolutely no expectations. I could have went in and it could have been the worst movie ever. I could have went in and it could have been the greatest movie ever. And I would have just kind of been like, okay, cool. You know, that was, that was an experience. But I'm going to say that I was um, pleasantly... Impressed and surprised by this yeah. film. Yeah. And it was made by someone that wasn't George Lucas, right? Well, George Lucas had sold the rights to Disney, and then they got J.J. Abrams, who I guess is like the ultimate fan. That's another thing I was talking about. Uh, okay, and that's Harry Potter guy. No, Harry Potter no? guy? I don't know anything or about Lord of the Rings guy? No, that's, that's uh, what's his name? That's, oh, that's yeah, Peter Jackson. Yeah, Peter Jackson. Yeah. Uh. No, J.J. Abrams is, you know, he's, I guess he's done, he did, uh, well, this is the thing that I was going to say is that um, before the Star Wars film, they ran a Star Trek uh, trailer for the newest Star Trek. And then I realized that the reboot of Star Trek was also directed and produced by J.J. Abrams. And now Star Wars is directed by J.J. Abrams. Oh, that's going to create some uh, problems in the nerd department. I don't, yeah, I don't know this for sure and if it's even a thing anymore. But, I mean, I remember the two, the two biggest beefs I remember there ever being was... Who were better, the Beatles or the Stones? And what is better, Star Trek or Star Wars? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, so, and then all of a sudden, there's a monopoly on these things. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. You know, I, I don't know how that works, but I would guess there's some some fanboys out there. That are pissed yeah, off. yeah. There's probably some action about that. And what I always wondered: what is the correlation with Star Wars and punk rock music? 1977. What? Oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Okay. A New Hope came out in 1977. 77 was the year for punk rock. And, gotcha. Yeah, All, yeah, right. Yeah. All right. I thought there was and it's also of... And it's also the under, you know, that, 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 that first film, which is, you know, by far the best of all of them, obviously, it, um, is about, you know, this, this big evil empire and this, this young rebellion that's happening. Oh, uh, okay. So, you know, it's the current, you know, people yeah, are yeah, taking it that the, That's what I thought. I thought it had something to do with rebellion or something. Yeah, right. 
Because I never, shit, man. I, besides that bar scene that's famous just because it the is cantina. that The cantina? Yeah. I couldn't tell you the first thing about Star Wars. You just like that because it was the closest thing to the Muppets on that. I uh, guess so. I never seen Star Wars. I never seen The Empire Strikes Back. No. I've just seen Spaceballs. Yeah, right. And that's it. Well, that's a good film to see. Yeah. (laughs) Look, that's the thing. I'm not going to sit here and be one of those people who are like, oh my God, you've never seen Star Wars. Because honestly, it's great. Star Wars is great. It was a part of my childhood that I loved. um, And and I did like this movie. I'm going to get to that for a second. But I feel... And again, probably unpopular opinion, but I feel like a lot of people out there are just freaking out over this thing just to freak out over this thing because it's what the rest yeah, of the totally, world is doing. Totally. Like, if you're really going to sit there and look at yourself, is this kind of space soap opera, cartoony fucking Disney movie really what your 45 year old fucking ass is like have waited for your whole t- <laughs> entire life? It can't be. It can't. And if it is then that's really sad as a human race for us. You know, I understand entertainment. And, and like, a, a dude, I was there at 945 this fucking morning watching the movie. So I'm not trying to talk from some soapbox about this, you know. But um, but I think if everybody was to really look inside themselves, they, there's, there's got to be some <laughs> medium from all the, all the million people that are just freaking the fuck out, buying boxes of cereal just because they have fucking Yoda's fucking face on it and shit. And then the people that are like, oh, everyone's a piece of shit that likes that movie. There's got to be some equilibrium between those two that actually yeah, makes sense because yeah. it's too far blown in either situation. So I'm not going to um, do any spoilers. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil. Yeah, I know that's people are getting thing. jumped over that shit. I Everybody's hear. worried about spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will give my honest opinion on the movie. I think that it was leagues above the, the prior three that they made because those really were. This might have been the first Disney Star Wars film. But those other three were children's movies, you know, yeah. hands down. This was this was not this actually held true to the original, uh, at least the first two, because I considered the third one that had a bunch of fucking teddy bears running around in it or whatever. Oh, that's the Ewoks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was kind of a that was kind of a. That's movie. the only one that the Ewoks made an appearance. That was it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then um. So, but anyway, uh, it, it was there's a, two things that I really liked about it. One, it kind of restarted a, an interesting story again. So it was something that you actually cared about and you left there being like, I want to see what happens, which wasn't something that they accomplished in the prior three. When I say the prior three, I mean the, the, the second, original. No, not the original. Oh. The second one that they did. Oh, okay. Um, and that was very cool. And then another thing that I really liked about it was that it wasn't over-the-top uh, CGI cartoony. Good. Like, yeah, like yeah. They, they kind of held true to the reasons that the earlier ones from the 70s and the 80s were so cool was because a lot of those effects were were di- weren't, weren't digital. You know, they're analog effects. They're figuring out ways to make it look like the cars are floating. And, yeah, and, yeah. and I don't know how much CGI- <laughs> a car on a string. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much CGI or not they used in this. But if even if they did use a lot, they found a way to not make it look cartoonish and weird. That's good. You know, like the characters were actually people in suits. They weren't digitally imposed. Yeah, you know, yeah. and in in the, in the overall movie itself had kind of like a graininess to it. I ex- I guess what I'm saying is I expected it to be much more clean and digitalized and in-your-face cartoony or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. So that was cool. Um, so, th- yeah, those are the things I liked about it. The story was really good. Um, and they brought back a lot of original characters too, right? Like, yeah. Uh, well, see, I don't want to talk about any yeah, of that. Right, right. You know, well, be- that you saw just in the poster. Right. Because I, I think I saw Harrison Ford's mug in that poster, right. right? Well, here's the one thing that I do want to say, and it is about a character that reappears in this movie, is that... Uh, Carrie Fisher is fucking nuts 
and she and there's no reason i understand that she's the original princess leia they should have they should have gotten somebody to pl- play her and like plastic sur- like surgery her face <laughs> up to look like leia because this woman cannot act she could hardly even talk or keep eye contact <laughs> in this film it's crazy and like she is nuts she's right? nuts yeah yeah, yeah. and like in I, real life and, nuts. and i was saying and i was kind of saying like afterwards i was like yeah, you know, like Carrie Fisher really fucking um really sucked in that film. Like there's one scene where she's she's it's a close-up scene, it's a it's a heartfelt goodbye scene and she's talking to the other person and she just is not acting. She's just this maniac who's just she's talking. Terrible. It takes you completely out of it, right? And then I started thinking to myself, well, she wasn't good in the original Star Wars either. Like everybody, you know, she's part of the pantheon now, so people just give her a pass. But if you watch those movies, she's by far the weakest link acting-wise in those movies. They were better off with Vespa, probably. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> Daphne Zunga, by the way, of Melrose Place fame. Oh, right, right. And uh, there's nothing about Spaceballs I don't know. <laughs> I forgot that. That's Joey from Melrose, right? Uh, Joe? I, yeah, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, um, uh, uh, and, Holy uh, shit. So anyway, I, like, I was thinking back at the early Star Wars, and I was like, she wasn't good on that. And I started thinking, why does Carrie Fisher have a career? Because she's not that good of an actress. And I started filing through all the movies that she was in my, in my head. To find out which ones um, she was uh, she was in, and then I realized that the one believable role that she ever had was in fucking Blues Brothers, and it was because she played a fucking maniac ex girlfriend oh, yeah, who wanted yeah. to kill John Belushi. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? That wasn't her acting. That's real Carrie yeah, Fisher. Yeah. Blues Blues Brothers is real Carrie Fisher. And that didn't reference Star Wars at all. I thought it was kind of like a. A Star Wars reference, or she was just no. She just oh maybe because she was just holding a gun. Maybe I thought you know. Yeah, no. Remember, she's like his ex. Fires off that AK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was probably why they gave it to her. They're like, all right, this chick just this is just who she is. Like she probably was actually like that to John Belushi in real life. (laughs) She was like probably one of those chicks. So overall, I'm going to give um, the new Star Wars 117 Millennium Falcons. And that's, that's that's a good. I don't know. That's out of yeah. That's <laughs> out of a hundred and um. I don't know. Twenty seven million Falcons. Okay. No, I don't know. I don't know anything about those Falcons. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I, I'm I'm sitting here not caring about it, telling you it's a good movie. So it's it's that's a fun good. thing to watch. Yeah. I just never. I don't know what it is, but I just can't do sci fi. All Twilight Zone aside. Right. But I just can't. I never got into like, you know, sci like outer space adventures and robots and shit yeah i, just I think do that. people call star wars sci-fi i think that's i think that's a stretch if i was the if i was to call uh adventure star, i'd call it i'd call it a fantasy film oh fantasy, like yeah, yeah like like it, there is there it's in space so that like almost automatically makes it sci-fi mm-hmm. but but the thing is more about these mystical forces and those lightsabers might as well be swords and those fucking big things might as well be dragons i yeah. mean that's really yeah. what it is it just looks a little bit more technical. right well that's what i noticed about any um movie that's supposed to take place in the future it's always just the medieval times with high tech shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? It's almost like they revert. You know, people talk like it was the middle Middle Ages and act. Yeah, and they, dress, but then they use like fucking lightsabers. Yeah, they always think that they always think that the future, like we're gonna revert back to, to the Roman uh, like Empire, the Dark Ages, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, but have better technology or whatever. Yeah, that's all it is. And that's I guess, even Game of Thrones is like that. I feel like it's the Roman. Is that supposed to be the future? I don't know anything about I, that. Or what? A fantasy? Whatever. Yeah, well, that's that's total fantasy. Yeah. That's fucking doth thou sword yeah. puncture thy dragon. Yeah, they I always, hate that they shit. Always talk, they talk like it's the Canterbury Tales. Yeah. You know? yeah. 
that's my one out, man. I, everybody I know, you got to watch Game of Thrones. You got to watch Game of Thrones. You got to watch Game of Thrones. I try. I watched the first season and I couldn't make it through it. As soon as people are like, doth thou, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like, unless I'm reading Shakespeare or like a Shakespeare play or something like that. And even then, it's hard I for know. me to get through. But in, in modern days, why? Why? I don't get it. I but totally I but I guarantee you, you, anybody at home right now is saying, you're fucking out of your mind. Because that's all I get. Mm-hmm. There's not one other person on the face of this earth that I've met that agrees with me that they don't like, uh, what's it called? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. I don't get into that. I mean, I've tried to watch it. You know, I just can't get into. I can't get into anything with dragons and fucking swords. Yeah, you know, right. Except the Princess Bride and Neverending Story, <laughs> <laughs> and that's about as far as it goes. And Willow and uh, was it there dragons and Willow? Uh, I just remember the, the midget. That's all I remember about Willow. Yeah, I don't remember much about that. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, but you know, it was weird because you're bringing up sci-fi, and my favorite—it might be my favorite film of the year. Although I'm not going to say that for sure because we're going to do our end, our year in review uh-huh. episode. Don't and, give it away. Um, but um, two of the actors in this film were the actors in this other film, which was an actual sci-fi film called Ex Machina or Ex Machina. That came out this year. Yeah, it came out this I year. I didn't even hear about that. It, it, watch it; it's amazing. It's a fucking. Really? As far as sci-fi films go, this is this is real deal sci-fi. This is like. Closed quarters, like three actors in the whole thing, psychological fucking nuttiness, and it's great. Yeah. And uh, but but two of the dudes that are in that film are like part of part of this, and I was kind of sitting there watching this, and I'm like, this is weird that it's you know like this is supposed to be a sci-fi film, but these guys were in like a much better sci-fi film that's you know a lower end <laughs> sci-fi film, that kind of thing. I don't know. So yeah. Anyway, that's my Star Wars. Um, that was good. You didn't spoil a thing. No, I'm not going to spoil yeah, anything. Yeah, no, no. Let the nerds enjoy it. Although I will say, um, and maybe I'll say later on, uh, when once everybody's saw it and it's all out and everybody knows what happens or whatever, mm-hmm. is that I did. I'm not going to say I called it. I'm not going to say I went in there going like I know what the big reveal is going to be, but I had in my mind uh, an idea of the big thing that did happen in the movie. I was like, I bet you they do this. Like I just kind of felt it. You know, like th- this is like. The safest way to to make something crazy happen, but then also be able to move on. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. You know, it's it's funny you said that because uh, there was a time where I like stopped watching movies altogether, and it just wasn't important to me. And I'm starting to watch movies again, and they're making a lot of the movies with the big twist endings, you know. And I'm getting to the point where I'm able to predict the twist endings. Sure, and I hate it. Yeah, I don't like it because those twist endings used to get me. You know, like Gone Girl. Did you see Gone Girl? Like no. that tricked the shit out of me. And there's a couple that tricked the shit out of me. Now, recently, in the past, I would say the past couple of weeks, I'm watching movies with big twist endings, and I'm predicting the shit out of them. Yeah, they just can't get me anymore. Because they because they use it so much now that they have you looking for the twist or, the, or yeah. the swerve in the beginning, especially if it's supposed to be like a psychological thriller or a horror film or something like that. Yeah. you're always watching it with the eye of okay, I'm going to figure out what this swerve is before it happens. Mm-hmm. When we used to not do that. Anything pre Sixth Sense, you really didn't do that. When 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 movies did have a big surprise at the end of it, we were like, "Fuck, th- that was a pretty good surprise." Unless it was like a bad movie, and you and you could figure it out, you know. Anyway, yeah, yeah. But it was it's post Sixth Sense that that people have started because they overused it so much. Because that yeah. movie was so that was a horrible movie. That M Night Shyamalan guy, he can't make movies. Yeah. I'm sorry, he can't. His all, every one of his movies suck. As far as there movies was go. one good one. What was the one good one by Shyamalan? Nope. I think there the was one good one. one was a sixth sense. Go back and watch it. It's hard. Is that what I'm yeah. thinking about? But here's the thing. Is that twist at the end of the movie was so fucking good 
because you know like there's gonna be people out there who'd be like dude i called it i called it or whatever i guarantee like nobody nobody went to that movie especially in the opening uh, weekend expecting a twist so nobody called shit you know so it hit everybody so fucking hard and that's the reason that movie became so popular yeah and then and then uh you know hollywood being the the bland corporate machine that it is was just like Okay, you know, the guy chomping on a cigar. We need more twist movies. You know, and like fucking. And then they started throwing out all these fucking movies. That's why Shalamalam got more fucking work, you know. And then he made made that stupid uh, Bruce Willis's Can't Get Killed. And then Samuel L. Jackson is in a wheelchair film, which is horrible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They they just got worse and worse and worse as they went down. But I, well, oh, I know the good one. I like the one where all the people are trapped in the elevator and one of them is the devil. Never saw that. You I know like what? That and that one. was the only one that I was thinking about watching. And more, more specifically, because the, the dude with the buggy eyes from Super Troopers is in it. And I was like, this guy's a real actor. I want to see if he could Who's actually in the act. the buggy eyes and Super Yeah, Troopers. the schnozberries taste like schnozberries. Oh, yeah, he is in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, this guy could actually act. And yeah. I wanted He's to watch. He's pretty good in that. Yeah, too. I believe it. I, yeah, I, no, that's my favorite Shyamalan. Out of all of them. But, all right, I'm just going to, I haven't watched it, but I'm just going to guess the black guy's the devil, right? No. Really? Yeah. <laughs> when I saw the commercial, I was like, they're just going to make the black guy the devil. That was the most racist thing I ever heard in my life. Look, <laughs> it's not racist. It was, just, it was just what I was thinking. And he's a fucking janitor, so that's a double whammy. Oh, my God, is <laughs> no, he? No, he's like the maintenance worker, but that's going to be classified as janitor. That's a janitor, my yeah. friend. Maintenance worker is a janitor. <laughs> Holy shit. You're what is up with me and janitors? <laughs> now they're the devil. <laughs> You know, I, I, I've secured some employment, but I might have to go in order to uh, to get a place to live on my own, um, go get a, a part-time employment. So maybe I should become a janitor. See just how so it I could, is. I could eat my own crow. Yeah. <laughs> see, how, see how the other <laughs> half lives. Um, but what I wanted, I wanted to bring up about the twist thing is that the most overused one now, and I just saw another movie the other day. That it was, you know, I don't care about spoiling it because it's like this fucking Austrian horror film. So I don't know if how many people are going to watch yeah, no, it. Fuck it. But um, if if you do want to, it's it's called um, Good Night, Mommy. And if you were planning on watching Good Night, Mommy, and you don't want it spoiled, don't listen to the next thirty seconds of the show. Okay. Um, and the twist is, uh, the it's kind of the sixth sense twist that they've used over and over again. This film, there's two, there's two boys and, and their mom comes home from surgery and they don't think that their mom's there and they like start like harming her. It's actually a pretty good movie as, as far as cinematography and everything Wait, goes. What do you mean they start harming her? Like they don't believe this, this woman goes and gets plastic surgery done. So she comes home with bandages all over her, right? And the two kids, she starts treating the kids badly, like worse than she ever has. So mm-hmm. the kids think that she's, somebody's replaced their mother. And um, it, it, and so they at the I don't want to give away the whole movie, but they end up like really. So, and there's a lot of conflict and everything. But well, I guess I am going to ruin the movie because yeah, I'm going to get the swerve. Yeah. The swerve is that I guessed from the beginning is that there there used to be two two twins. One of them has died, and the one the guy it's really just one kid, and he's he's imagining the other kid the whole film, right? Okay, but does the mom acknowledge the second one? No, well, that's the thing. You know, you, you, they they play it in that way where it feels like they do what they do, but then it's supposed to be when you go back and watch it, you're like, just like yeah. the Sixth Sense. Yeah. Oh, the, no one talked. The to door Bruce. was always locked. No one to yeah. talk directly to him and all that shit, right? Yeah. So I I call. I was watching it. I called it immediately. I was like, it, I was like, this is the thing with this movie. That kid's fucking dead, and that's what ended up being. And and also there was a uh, a season of Dexter. That um, the Colin Hanks season of Dexter, I forget what that was. Talk about a show that fucking drove off a fucking cliff. But um, (laughs) 
uh, it was the same thing. And I was with, uh, it was when I was living with my ex fiance and we were watching it. And if you haven't gotten this far in Dexter and you don't want that spoiled, don't listen for the next 30 seconds. <laughs> but it's the, uh, it's, it's the Colin Hanks, uh, fucking thing. And I think it was the second episode it was. And it's Colin Hanks and, um, Edward James Almost, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, captain of the Battlestar Galactica. And uh, and the, captain of Miami Vice, yeah, some captain of Miami Vice, <laughs> and um, they're sitting at a diner, and a man who is much needed of some Bill Phil, <laughs> yes, he's a Bill Phil candidate. Yeah, um, they're sitting at a diner, or a restaurant, or whatever, and they're having it. Uh, they're talking, and um, the waitress comes over, and she's refilling their water, and she just refills Colin Hanks's water. And this was like in the second episode, and I was like, Edward James almost is dead. He's not. He's he's a pigment of his imagination. And my fiance was like, "What the fuck? Like, why you? Number one, why are you trying to ruin this or whatever?" I was like, "I'm just calling it. I know it right away." And then you you know you got through the season, and that actually ended up being the swerve of the season. Mm. And it's just so over fucking done now that I actually look for that, you know. So like, I don't think you're ever going to catch me off guard with that swerve ever, right, right? You know, yeah. Even in Mr. Robot, they kind of did that angle, and they kind of played it a little bit differently. But everybody immediately was like, "It's you know, it's like or like Fight Club, the Tyler, you know, Tyler, it's it, yeah, like, yeah. The figment of the imagination thing is played out. It's gone. It's a trope that it they should, Hollywood should not use yeah. anymore, at least until somebody could do it originally again, and then start. To well, I, since we're ruining movies, I just saw one, and it was called The Gift. And uh, low budge flick. Oh, Jason Bateman. Yeah, correct? you saw that. Uh, I did not. No. So do you care if I ruin it? Uh, no, I don't give a fuck. Uh, I yeah, watch it. Yeah, it's, it's bullshit. Okay, movie. but let me say, if you have not watched the gift <laughs> yes. and you don't want it ruined, don't listen for the next thirty seconds. Yep. So uh, the re- I, I totally guessed it, but the reason why I didn't believe my guess is because I couldn't believe that Jason Bateman could be a bad guy. So I was like, no way is is Bateman. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, he ends up being like a bully. Because oh, this oh, dude, this, this dude's coming around. He's stalking Bateman and his wife, coming around every day, every day. And Bateman's like, he's a fucking weirdo. Why is he coming around? And what happens is, uh, you know, Bateman's the bully, but the dude, you know, he he seeks revenge on Bateman in a pretty good way. That I won't spoil because it's really fucked up, so I won't spoil it. But I guessed it, but I didn't want to believe it because you don't want to believe that Bateman's a bad guy. I know. You know, it's it was tough to watch, and he it, he doesn't do any killing or he doesn't like. You know, hurt anyone to the point of you know serious injury, but you just don't want to see Bateman that way. Yeah, I didn't want to see Bateman. So was that he way. like was he like a, a serious bully, or did he just like push this guy in a locker when they were kids, and now this guy's coming back to kill him? Because if that's the case, then the other guy's still the bad guy. He, he didn't just he did some serious damage yeah. to this guy. No, you know, he didn't like. Yeah, physically hurt him that bad, but he did some mental damage. He re- pretty much ruined the guy's life. Oh, okay, but he was such a bully. But then you find out. That in his adult years he's still bullying people around. And is he it on the level? Is it on the level of what Emilio Estevez did to Anthony Michael Hall in the Breakfast Club with the underwear? It's worse than that. It was probably like that when, they, but now they're older, you know. But he's still bullying motherfuckers around, and not just the dude that came. He's bullying every, everyone in his life. He's oh, okay, still straight yeah, up yeah. bully. But this dude actually does some sneaky shit to get back at him, and it's pretty fucked up. It ends up being pretty fucked up. So. I, are you giving a recommendation to watch this movie? Because I can honestly say I was never going to watch it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not screaming over it. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I mean, I wouldn't pick that over something else I wanted to watch. But if, you know, if you were going to watch it, you want to check it out. I mean, since I just kind of ruined it. You no, know I don't give I mean? a fuck but, about that. You know, there's really not much more to it. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm just asking. <laughs> you know, except the, what the guy does is for revenge is pretty sweet. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'll watch sweet. it. Yeah. I like Jason Bateman. I like. I prefer him better when Buster and Job are there. But I guess I could watch him get be a bully to high school. <laughs> Who's wait? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. 
please. You don't know. I know. I do. I do. I do. Because of Job. Uh, it's the greatest television show ever made. Ever. Oh, duh. Arrested Development. Yeah. I knew it, but I just couldn't think of it. I'd be like, oh, man. John and Paul. John and Paul. <laughs> what band, what is, band that? is that? John and Paul. Give me a second. Give me a second. Yeah, no. Nah, it just took a second. Yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> Speaking of bands, you uh, you said that you got some some inside info, some fucking first line. Uh, yeah, yeah. As if anyone didn't couldn't figure it out for themselves. I just thought it was interesting because of what the actual combo was. Because you know, um, as everyone knows by this point, that uh, you know the singer Scott Weiland of Stunt Pilots is dead. When I feel <laughs> the time's worst go, and. Uh, they say it was cardiac arrest, but anyone with common knowledge knows why it was cardiac arrest. I was just curious as to when the toxicology report was actually going to come out, which it did today. Which is quick, by the way, because didn't he was just die? Nah, that was like two, three weeks ago. Yeah, but still, I feel like some. I feel like whenever they say that there's going to be like an autopsy or, or a toxicology report, it, it always takes while? like a while. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Because I remember when um, when uh, what's his name from uh, Guar, the lead singer from Guar. Why can't I think of his name right now? Um, can't even help you with that. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, uh, when he fucking oh, quick little bit here. Uh, Crystal works as the drummer of Biohazard. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> How funny is that? That's pretty funny. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, when he died, I remember because we were arguing at the time, me and my friend, and my friend was saying it was a drug overdose, and I was like, I don't think he really did drugs, you know. So we were going back and forth, and we were waiting for the toxicology report, and it took like a month and a half or something, and then it ended up being drugs and all yeah. that. So anyway, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, so uh, they revealed what the actual drugs were that Wyland took, and I thought it was going to say heroin. Oh, wait, can I guess? I told you. <laughs> yeah, but Did I you forget? Yeah, I was, oh, I, I, ahead, you guess. started to tell me the thing, and I said, don't tell me this, say oh, okay. it on the air. Oh, right, right, okay, you can guess. Um, how many were there? Um, some reports say two, some reports say three. Okay, so I'm definitely... And one, I'm not even sure what it really is. I have a guess of what it is, but I'm not sure. Okay. I mean, my I, my first guess is going to be that fucking motherfucking heroin. Nope. Really? Yeah. That was my first guess, too, but no. No heroin. No heroin. Uh, okay, so my second guess is going to be um, methamphetamine. No. Jesus. Yeah. It can't be cocaine, right? Nobody dies That's from cocaine anymore. That. Well, that was in his system. Oh, but I guess cardiac arrest. I mean, well, methamphetamine will definitely make your heart explode more than coke will. Yeah, but. no doubt. Okay, so Coke, I got one. Yep. Okay. That keeps me alive for one more. I'm making my mm-hmm. own rules here. All right. Um, not meth, not heroin, Coke. So he mixed Coke with something else is what you're saying. Yeah, unless it was just in his – because it could stay in your system. But these are the things they noticed in his system. Um, you know what? I'm going to say alcohol, Coke and alcohol. Nope. Okay. All right. That's three strikes. It G- was, give it to us. It was cocaine. Uh-huh. It was MDMA, which mm. is known to the kids as Molly. Or ecstasy if you lived in the 90s. Right. Or, or and some reports say ethanol and some do not, which I'm thinking is ether. Was he sniffing ether? I don't know what ethanol is. Which would be is. hilarious. Fucking Hunter S. Thompson style. <laughs> yeah. Sitting in the back of his tour bus just huffing the shit out of some ether. So, so depraved. <laughs> Uh, that's not. I don't know if that's something to laugh about. That's fucking kind of. Uh, that's kind of sad. Yeah, but you know that was that was his. Uh, I guess his trifecta of joy right there. You know what? It, like if there was ethanol, it's probably something that the coke was cut with or something like that. Cause right. Because could be unless it's a, unless it's something. I don't know. Yeah, ethanol, also commonly called ethyl alcohol or drinking alcohol or simply alcohol. 
So that's alcohol. Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay, so I was right. I got two. All right. Yeah, Why yeah. would they say ethanol? Why wouldn't Because they... they're being all scientific. Maybe he, and shit. was he drinking rubbing alcohol? No, no. This is ethanol is it says is actual drinking oh, alcohol. Oh, it's real alcohol. Me and you just learned something together <laughs> yes, on the Yes, we air. did. This is the first time ever. And, and it's probably science. the last time ever that you that you, <laughs> me, or the listening audience will ever learn anything on the <laughs> Awkward High Five podcast. But um, I learned something recently. I forgot what it was. Well, I'm always learning shit every day with all these mechanisms around. Right. Yeah, absolute alcohol, alcohol, cologne, spirit, drinking alcohol. Yeah, that's so. So he was drinking alcohol, boozing, doing coke, and however he chose to ingest his Molly was doing Molly, which is weird because you know they call it MDMA, but who knows what you're getting these days? Like, well, isn't MDMA the purest form of all that? Because I remember even when we were kids and ecstasy was popular, it was like. Well, that shit stepped on and dirty. Like MDMA is yeah. the real way to go. Because I think back well, in we this- actually had that was real Molly. What we had now that it's like this crusty ass, like crystally shit that kids eat, and it's just a, a combination of all these weird drugs that they just mix together and make this crap out of. And well, I- wasn't that what ecstasy was? Except <clears throat> it was in a pill. <clears throat> yeah, but there was actually MDMA in it. Okay. I mean, maybe there is MDMA in this Molly, but I don't know what people are... They just mix a a bunch of stuff. People are just, you know, going in the kitchen, mixing everything together, and making their own drugs these days. And it's pretty fucking scary. Well, that's kind of how drugs came about. I guess. But, you know, all the real drugs, you know, all the old man drugs, as, you know, kids call it, they all come from plants. You know? Weed comes from a plant. Coke comes from a plant. The cocoa plant. Yeah. Heroin comes from a plant. You know? Yeah. And all these other drugs don't. Yeah, all but acid doesn't labs. come from a plant. Acid was made in a lab. It comes from a fungus. No. Acid was 100% made in a lab. It comes from a fungus. There, the, 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 I don't it comes th- from the fungus of rye. No, LSD. I don't believe that's true. In 1943, a Swiss chemist incidentally <laughs> ingested some rye fungus, therefore invented LSD. Okay. I had to do a five-page report on it. Really? Yeah. But it's LSD is a lysergic acid diethylamide or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. how does that – okay. I'm going to take your word for it because you know more about this than I do. But I, I could have sworn that the acid was made in a lab with beakers and I'm fucking – I'm sure it is. Right. So it's I'm not sure natural. It but that's how it was you know, invented, I guess. Okay. You know, but I mean that's still not natural. It's still not you know. Right. Well, but if you want to look at it that way, neither is coke, neither is heroin, because so much shit goes into that. It's yeah, not right. like you're taking the poppy plant, grinding it, and fucking shooting it. You know. Right. Right. There's a lot of shit in there that who knows what it is. Right. You know. Yeah. Well, obviously, the only natural thing is weed, and that's why it shouldn't even be considered a drug. Right. You know. Right. So, well, that's uh, that's interesting. That was that was Wyland's cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. But there's so many of those designer drugs now. Like, uh, have you seen that new drug, Flocka? No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm off the drug scene. I well, I, I just think you would because I only seen it on Facebook. I never seen anyone actually do the thing. But uh, what is it? Is it and does it have anything to do with that Waka Flocka flame guy? <laughs> I was hoping it did, but it doesn't. I guess maybe they named it after him. I don't know, but I don't even know how it's done. I don't know if there's smoke. I think they smoke it. I'm not sure. Okay, we're. I just realized right now in this room that we are officially old, old as, as fuck shit, right? Because yeah. we're sitting here going. Is that the Flocka thing yeah. after the Flocka guy? Those crazy drugs it. that those kids do? Why do they call it Molly? You smoke the reefer? Yeah, that's us now. <laughs> so what is it? What does it do? Uh, you go absolutely insane. It's almost like... Um, DMT? No, it's not like DMT. It's like... Uh, do you smoke it? Do you, do you? I think you smoke it. But do you remember when uh, in um, 
uh, fear and loathing when uh, Hunter S. Thompson and uh, Dr. Gonzo say that they're doing adrenochrome. Yeah. And they, it's like almost like you're being attacked by people that aren't there. Yeah, right. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like a bath salts effect, I guess. You go psycho. Okay. You go absolutely psycho. Right. Like I read this one article, Article: a dude on Flocka tried to break into prison to see his buddy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just lose well, your fucking mind. At least it gives mind. you some motivation. Yeah. <laughs> you lose your fucking mind, you know? Right. Flocka, otherwise known as Gravel, in, is an NPS, a new psychoactive substance, and user, users can often end up hallucinating and acting dangerously. The drug has been linked to several deaths in the United States, and in August, MTV were even looking into some Flacca addicts on a new episode of their reality show, True Life. Yeah. It is described by many as a type of basalt. So there you go. You hit it right yeah, yeah. Infamous for the 2012 incident where a guy bit off a motherfucker's face. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. When I when I think of bath salts, I always think of uh, Sons of Anarchy. Remember the dude like one ball or whatever? He was part of the crew. He or one one sack. He had like one testicle, so they called him like one ball. Or right, some shit. right. He was part of their crew, but they had to write him out of the season. Or no, nah, I think he was written out of the season before. But he went crazy on bath salts, killed his landlord, and then like jumped off his balcony and broke his fucking head. Oh, uh, okay. Because he went crazy on bath salts. Oh man, you know what's so fucking funny about that? Uh, um, I so I didn't know that bath salts weren't bath salts. You know, like I thought bath salts were just like you could go to fucking uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, buy the regular bath salts and snort them and get all fucked That's up. That's what I thought. No, it's not. It's like they just call it that. They just call it bath salts, <laughs> but it's like kind of a drug. I don't know if they're involved or something like that, but it's not. I don't think it's, you know, whatever. Uh, okay. And at my so this had to be two years ago or three years ago. It was at my um, engagement party at my at my ex fiance's parents home. And um, I was there, and it was okay, you know. Like, I guess if I'm going to be honest about it now, it, it, it kind of sucks, you know. It was like, a, it was just a weird thing that was like done way too quick. And what you talking about the party? The itself. party itself, oh, okay. you know. And of course, I had to be like, you know, hi, you know, talking to everybody. And you know the type of person I am. I love, I love going to parties and being sociable. But when I'm the center of attention, it's like it makes me want to just crawl in a corner or whatever. So I went upstairs into the, the family upstairs bathroom <laughs> and um, I was just like washing my face or whatever, took a piss and, and was sitting there and I looked, I looked uh, at the, on, on top of the toilet and there was a thing of bath salts and it even <laughs> said bath salts. And then there was a window that like, <laughs> that like, that led out to like the backyard to where like the, the, the tent was with all the catered food and everything. And I just kept thinking in my mind how funny it would be <laughs> if I was to snort to bath salts and then like jump out the window like and they're like, <laughs> Ah! That's and like exactly land on what it, like foaming with mouth and everything, and it's my engagement party. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And it's at her house with all her family and everything. And like I just kept thinking over and over again, like how great that would be for that to actually happen. That I guess I should have known the then. Time. I should have known then that I should have ran. <laughs> yeah, like if you're at your own engagement party, thinking how funny it would be to snort bath salts <laughs> and jump out of a window and just be like a savage. That is fucking hilarious. Yeah, I wish you did it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, all those fucking weird drugs. I remember uh, a couple years ago, I worked with this younger cat at my job. And uh, you remember the fake weed, the spice or whatever. It was like potpourri. Yeah, I never tried it, but... I mean, a, a lot of it sucks. You know, it's like you you barely get stoned. It's almost like you're smoking really shitty weed. Right. But then there's some some of it, which is fucking insane. So I didn't know about the insane brand. I always thought it was just all the shitty brand. So the dude says to me, I bet you can't take two hits off this blunt. I was like, what is it that? Whoa, whoa, weed? blunt? Yeah, he rolled the blunt of the fake weed. 
that seems excessive. Yeah. Aren't, like, wasn't doesn't it come in like tiny little containers? It comes in like a like a like if you were gonna get chewing tobacco, like uh, a set, like a uh, okay, a big league chew. And you're talking about this stuff that they used to have in head shops. So it yeah, was like, like technically potpourri. it was technically legal. Like you could order it out of the back of High Times magazines. Yeah, yeah, and shit. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. It was yeah. like a potpourri, I think. Right. So he's like, I bet you can't take two hits off this thing. I was like, give me that fucking thing. I'll take 100 hits off that. It's that fake weed. That shit sucks. He's like, not this shit. I was like, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever. So I took a bunch of hits, and I started tripping my fucking face off. Really? Like, I took, like, five hits of acid. And I was, like, afraid to go home. (laughs) No one was there. (laughs) No one was at my house. I was just afraid to go there. I was afraid to do everything. I get dropped off at my house, and I I was afraid to walk up the steps because it just looked like miles and, like, an amazing feat to accomplish. So I walked around the back of my house, couldn't take my boots off, could barely walk up the stairs. I went into my bed. I laid in bed. It looked like my whole – my room was just a whole bed. So I, like, pulled the covers over my head and just waited for it to wear off. And, like, my phone rang and i was afraid to answer it so i answered it and the girl was like what's wrong with you and that bugged me out even more like what the fuck is wrong you know what i mean i was like nothing nothing like i was hiding something you know yeah. and it was just the craziest experience like how long did it last uh the the tripping yeah like 20 minutes half hour but it felt like an eternity yeah it felt like an eternity and it wasn't good at all it wasn't a good trip it was like a bad trip like i wasn't hallucinating and seeing things you know but it, as far as, like, the way I felt, it was just a bad trip. Yeah, you just went that. sideways on it. It just hit you fucking... Yeah. It just jumped on I, I wasn't ready for that at all. Yeah, right. I, you know, I, I didn't... Well, that's the word. That's happen. why, you know, like, like, uh, like people... I don't know if people actually think that it's funny or whatever, but you always hear those stories about people dosing other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's the cruelest thing you could ever it do really to somebody. Is. Because you know, what the, you know what type of people... You know what type of person thinks that dosing another person with acid is funny? Is the person who has never done acid? Oh, I'm because sure. if you've never done acid, you would never, ever in a million years think <laughs> because you have to go into that in the mindset of this is going to be fun. You uh, know what yeah. I mean? If that, if you weren't expecting for that to jump on you and that jumped on you, that's fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, tripping is no joke, man. I, I would never be able to trip at this age. Me either. You know, I, and here's why. Can I tell you why? And I've yeah. said this a million times. Uh, yeah, totally it is agree. my contention, and I, I'm not trying to offend everybody today because if there's any acid guys out there still. <laughs> I don't think there's any fucking, acid guys anymore. There's, right now, there's some fucking janitor who's On eating acid. acid who's like, this son of a bitch. He's sharpening his fucking broom into a shiv. <laughs> he uses his broom as a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah he's a he's a tripping a janitor who is a huge carrie fisher fan and, and he's, he's writing a novel fucking... with a twist at the end <laughs> he's really the dead guy he's holding his signed m night shalamlam copy of fucking <laughs> the sixth sense like why devin why um yeah here's my thing i think i'm just gonna say it if you are, are if you're past the age of I'll give you some leeway. Let's say 25, even though I think that's fucking old, and you still can do acid and have fun, then you don't, you're not thinking. You don't have a brain. You have no responsibility. Yeah, whatsoever. right. You, you either don't have any responsibility or because, like, like, I believe that acid is a complete child's drug. You know, and and um, because you could take it when you don't have any responsibilities and you're still in that mind frame of 
you know, when you're a kid, you don't think anything could harm you, you know, so you don't yeah. have that going into mm-hmm. you. But if you're if you're an adult, especially with responsibilities, right. I would never I would be sitting there and be like, oh, my I God, bills to pay. I'm 25 pounds <laughs> overweight. Does she really love me? I'm in, I'm in debt. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. fucking, you know, like I'd be checking out my hairline in the mirror for 12 exactly. hours, like fucking freaking the fuck out. There's no way. And maybe I have the weakest mind in the world. I'd be able to fucking handle that. Shit. Yeah. I just wouldn't be able to do it. And about eight years ago, I went to Amsterdam and I ate mushrooms and it, it wasn't bad. I tripped and it was good. But I feel like it was only because I was in another country. I was away from all my problems. I didn't really have anything shitty on my plate. You know, I think yeah. I left with all my bills paid. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I wasn't really worrying because that those mushrooms were fucking intense. Were like, they? Yeah. The, the way they sell mushrooms for anyone that hasn't been to Amsterdam was you, you walk into this bar and there's a mini fridge. And on the mini fridge, there's uh, the different types of mushrooms that you could select from. Then there's a line graph that says visual, body high, brain high, and energy. And the line graph shows you how intense each mushroom is going to be for you right. know, the type you take. So then you take, you go into the fridge, you take out, it's a tub of wear with the rip off top, and the mushrooms are all like fresh, like you would get on a steak. You know, it's not are like. Are they like slimy? Like They're uh, slimy and well, they're shaped like mushrooms. They're not like the styrofoam sliver pieces of shit that we get. Let me give you a piece of advice. When you're in Amsterdam picking out your mushrooms and the guy takes them out, don't make fun of them. Yeah. <laughs> because it, all hell breaks loose. All right, go, go ahead. And they're shaped like a mushroom and they're, you know, like you said, they're slimy. They're like real mushrooms and they're fucking intense. But, uh, well, see, because my, my experience with mushrooms, uh, and, uh, you know, and there, there's not much, but I remember them being pretty controllable like i was like right like able to like i really get into it but then but then at the same time i was able to like pull it back in if i felt like it was getting too crazy like i almost had control of it mm-hmm. and then i remember at a certain point which was much shorter than any acid trip it just shut off and was like from it went from like oh you're seeing shit and laughing and shit's more funny and this music sounds great and then and then just to being fucking like okay it's over you're stone sober you know like yeah. that kind of thing yeah like i always felt mushrooms to be a much more happier experience than acid right you know? Like when we were at Woodstock, like when, whenever you're away from the from your normal everyday life, you know, psychedelic drugs are a way more manageable thing, I think. Well, especially if you're like in the Woodstock situation, what, what Richie is speaking about here is that we went to what, the 90, 99. We were at the 90. Have we talked about this on the podcast? I don't think we ever have. No. We were at the 99 Woodstock where everybody burnt it down and shit just mm-hmm. went nuts and or whatever. And um, but for the first Pretty few much days. explains the era of music that was going on at that moment. Yeah, right. I mean, it was fucking corn. Corn yeah, played. Yeah. It was corn, Metallica, Rage Against the Machine. It was like Chili Peppers. Chili Peppers. It was a pretty bad show. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we were there and it was a great experience. I want to take that back or anything. It was fucking nuts, especially when shit went sideways Mm -hmm. because it it, it became almost like a fucking Lord of the Flies thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I remember us like, remember we were fucking leaving and, uh, and there was just cars flipped over and burning, like literally like a Mad Max fucking film. It was nuts. My favorite fucking thing in the world, however, was it was the last night, um, we were there and half of our crew kind of already left, I think, but yeah. we were sticking around. And it wasn't so much that we wanted to see the Chili Peppers, but we kind of just wanted. We were. We were. At we didn't want to leave. Yeah, we were having yeah. fun. You know, we didn't have any place to go, so we, we were sticking around. But we had just bought like that day, like a, a shit ton of weed because I think it was like a guy gave it to us real cheap because he yeah. just he didn't want to drive out there with it. And so um, your goal was to, well, all of our goal was to smoke as much of the weed as humanly possible. Yeah. But I remember you just kept smoking and smoking and smoking. We had a little plastic bong that we carried. Do you remember yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, So it, now we're fucking watching the Red Hot Chili Peppers. 
and um and we were next to like the biggest fire that there was right yeah yeah, yeah. let me i'll paint the scene so we're we're watching the red Hot chili peppers um it's the last night. It's the last band. Uh, um, it shit started already starting to get a little weird. Like people were rebelling a little bit. They were knocking over some of the concession stands. Like, yep. um, and uh, and the place was emptying out a little bit. Then people started making the giant bonfires. And then, and I remember at one point. I was sitting there watching Red Hot Chili Peppers, which isn't one of my favorite bands, but I was kind of just whatever. When we were all, and I was standing behind, we were all kind of in a line, but I was standing behind us a little bit. And I looked to the right of me, and there was this giant bonfire, and all these people were like butt ass naked, and they were jumping over the, <laughs> over the bonfire. And then I looked to the left of me, which was kind of out, and I saw people ripping the fences down yep. um, to the parking lot, like jumping on it and ripping the fences down. And then I looked in the front of me, and I saw you standing straight <laughs> as hell, like took oh, this giant rip off of the bong, blew it out, and just immediately passed out on your back. <laughs> Do you remember yeah, that? I remember Dornilla like, caught my head. Oh, my did head. He? he like nestled his hand under my neck and was like, gotcha. But he caught me. I was like, oh, sweet. But yeah, I did it, go down. It just happened. Like It was like bonfire, fences, Richie passed out. And then, <laughs> and then we looked at each other. Everybody looked at each other like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And then it was kind of like getting out of like a fucking escape from New York style thing or like, you know, where like shit's crumbling around you. And yeah. then that's when it got really crazy. We left crazy. at the perfect amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Perfect it, time it, fucking, it was pretty nice. But I wanted. I would much have rather have been at the '94 Woodstock when yeah. you, know, you know when yeah. Green Day was throwing mud and everybody was yeah. having fun instead of that ours. Was a great lineup. But I'll tell you what, man, those motherfuckers deserved it, and here's the reason why. The only fucking thing to eat there was Subway, which is if you eat Subway, disgusting. you're a fucking savage. Yeah. It's and uh, the porter potties had a mound of shit coming out of the top of it. They weren't cleaning out the porter. I'll never forget that. Yeah, it was a pile of shit coming out of the top of it. It was like a toys. mountain of shit in every porter. And this yeah. was the first day. This wasn't even by the last no, day. It's disgusting. And then the bottles of water were like seven bucks a piece yep. or something yep. like the that. The only thing I ate there the whole entire time was a three dollar grilled cheese sandwich. And I think there was one slice of cheese on it. I held in. A shit for four days. Yeah, I didn't shit the whole time. I was and then I remember when I got home, I couldn't shit. Like, I was like afraid. <laughs> and then when I did, it was like fucking just like a solid fucking tin can of fucking, <laughs> you know, like it was the worst. It was worse. I remember the funniest shit was the first day we got there. Um, I mean, we had drugs for each day. Remember, we brought like a, a drug for each day, but we got there a day early. So we didn't have a drug that day. So I was like, let's go out and find some acid. So uh, me and two of our friends went out to go get acid, and uh, and one guy's like, I know where you could get it. There's uh, two hippies in a blue uh, car right next to the giant ice cream cone. They got these margaritas. I was like, sweet. So, you know, I thought the margaritas was the picture on the tab. So I find the hippies or whatever, and I'm like, hey, you got those margaritas? And they're like, yeah, we got them. They're like, how many do you want? And I was like, eight. Or like 10, because that's how many of us there were. They're like, no problem. So they whip out a blender, plug it into the cigarette lighter, and start making margaritas. Oh. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So I you drank like, 10 margaritas. I, I was like, change that order to three, because there was three of us. They were just sitting there with these cups of ice, no alcohol in it at all. And I'm like, you got anything else? And they're like, oh, you mean the gel tabs? I was like, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> like how would they think you actually wanted non-alcoholic margaritas when they're sitting on a fucking load of acid <laughs> i know and you're at woodstock yeah but thank god man because i felt like a retard. all right but it was funny man there was so so many crazy things happened that weekend remember the guy with the dust <laughs> that gave me that dust 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, m- my favorite thing w- of Woodstock was the night Thursday night when we got there. Do you remember that night? The giant frisbee toss, and everybody was, l- and everybody was like, you know, a little sideways doing their thing, we were and, tripping. and and um, and we walked up into, uh, it, and they were having a giant thing. It looked like a swarm of bees in the air, and we just walked towards it, and it was just thousands of people throwing frisbees to yeah. each other, which was like cool. Well, it- they were trying to break the Guinness record for the most frisbees. Oh, tossed. is that what it was? Yeah, and that was cool, and it's like hippiness or whatever. But then, do you remember what happened right after that? No. Then they were doing it all because you know it took place on an, an old airplane base. So yeah. So there was all these old airplane hangars that they converted into smaller stages, and um, this was Thursday night before there were supposed to be any bands. You know, everyone mm-hmm. was just showing up, and it was late at night, and we were we were in the middle of this frisbee thing, just like kind of in awe of its its grandness, and then all of a sudden this music started playing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Out of out of a fucking. Um, uh, one of the airplane hangers and we're like let's go check this out we walk into it and it's a fucking p-funk show yep. it's parliament funkadelic yep. and that was by far that was the the, the high point of the whole thing and it just kind of went downhill yeah. from there well you know what i'm i'm not really the biggest fan but i thought corn was amazing amazing they were i did the I, you know what i did for corn is well, it could have been because i was on a lot of dust i did <laughs> but it was fucking great if you have a chance to do pcp and watch corn i highly recommend it i'm pretty sure that's what everybody did in the <laughs> 90s i went i was like you know what i'm gonna go i'm gonna do because i i was kind of in awe of the size of the crowds the whole time oh yeah amazing. so when corn played i was like you know what i'm gonna get into the middle of it i just want to be in the middle of it like it was torture uh, it was it was horrible yeah. because i i walked all the way down into it which took me an hour to get into and then before they started playing and then as soon as they started playing it was unbearable to be in there because you were just in a sea of human beings and you couldn't tell which way was which or whatever mm-hmm. and i started kind of having like an anxiety thing and I was like, fuck it. And then I tried to get out and it took me even longer to get out. And by the time I got out, my fucking, I think I was wearing shorts and my shorts were ripped like all the way up to like, <laughs> oh, yeah, the crotch and shit. Yeah. And like, it was like literally like people tore my clothes yeah. off as I was walking out. Yeah. Of like if you were uh, never a concert goer and you have no concert experience, you could have died. You, you know, yeah, right. You have to keep moving. You have to keep, you know, you can't stop moving. If you think you could stand in one place and watch the concert, you're out of your fucking mind. You have to keep pushing and moving, even if you don't want to be. You got to keep moving. So if you've never been to a concert before that night, consider yourself dead. I'm, I'm sure that the, I, you know, I've always long thought that that there's people get crushed at all those giant shows and they just don't really give those statistics out because yeah. it just, you know, they don't want to I'm sure it happens it. all the time. It, because you can't, you couldn't have been in the epicenter of that thing without feeling the danger of it. And, and, uh, and no of way. course, a band like Corn playing and having a bunch of fucking jock dudes wanting to beat each other up and everything in it and like doing the wrong kind of slam dancing and all that shit in it made it much worse. But I'm talking about, you could be at a fucking, you know, I don't Simon and fucking Garfunkel concert and in that mass of people and there's just a natural like weight and movement to it as it Mm -hmm. is you know and you try to go against that it's like it would i guess it's kind of like being it would be being far out in the ocean and trying to swim against the ocean like it's almost impossible to do you kind of have to just let it take you you know that kind of thing and And it's scary and the fucking idiots that were there you know they're trying to keep the woodstock tradition alive and playing in the mud and being mud people and didn't realize that we were in the middle of a 10-day drought and there wasn't a drop of water anywhere and the mud that they were swimming in was the fucking sewage leaking out of the porta potties and these people are dancing and frolicking and swimming in the shit, fucking yeah. shit and they were like it's the mud I'm like it hasn't rained in a week <laughs> 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 fucking idiots yeah it's not a and i had life. one of those shit guys right next to me in corn and i was just like oh, i didn't want to go anywhere near him but he kept pushing up against me and chugging a butt heavy i was gonna throw up <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I don't know. I, it, uh, Woodstock is one of those experiences that I I wouldn't take back, but I can't say that it was like good. You know, like it it was an experience, mm-hmm. but I can't say that it was, it was a definitely fun experience. experience. You know, it was, it was very. The best was the bottled water vodka phenomenon. We had uh, snuck alcohol in because you weren't allowed to bring alcohol. So we snuck a bunch of vodka in water bottles. And it was so hot there. It was a 100-degree day every day. And it was every, very hot. Every- and we were also, if I can interject real quick, again, on this abandoned airfield. So it wasn't like we were on grass. We were basically on, on black yeah. concrete. Baking So, so just sun. baking. Yeah. Yeah. So every morning, someone else would wake up. Go to the cooler thinking they were getting a nice cold water drink after a long night of sleeping in the sun and chug this mandarin vodka. That was so <laughs> disgusting. And I remember one girl put it in her hair, but I woke up thirsty as hell one morning and I chugged half a bottle of vodka and I almost fucking puked, but I got wasted instead. There is nothing worse in this world than being legitimately hungover, um, fucking like dehydrated to the point where all you want is like wa- cold water and, and accidentally taking a sip of alcohol. Yeah. It's death. It's and the, it was Mandarin, too, which I fucking hate Mandarin anything. It was disgusting. Uh, yeah, that was that was very funny, and everybody kept getting hit by yeah. it. My favorite experience of Woodstock, uh, I did not know that we were going to talk about Woodstock 99 as yeah. much as we did today, but my favorite experience of Woodstock is, do you remember at a certain point a twister rolled through? Oh, yeah. So imagine, if you will, listeners at home, <laughs> we're in a sea of tents. Now, this was the last day during the day. Yeah. So some people had left. There was a lot of abandoned tents. It was like right after Metallica was done. Because I remember they strummed their last chord in a fucking Twister game. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and we were all hanging around the campsite. And there was, as far as you could see, just fucking tents everywhere forever. And um, it got really dark. And the wind started getting really strong. And um, and so we were like, holy shit, something's coming through. So I was with my girl, my my girlfriend from high school at the time, and we had like one of those small two people tents. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you were holding. Yeah, it down. so fucking. So I was like, get in the tent, get in the tent. And I made her, <laughs> and, and the twister came through, and I made her. So she now was laying in the tent on her back, right, with with her legs and 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 hands. In every corner of the tent. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. So she's like, you know, like in every corner, she's laying down. And then I laid on top of her, like facing her, like nose to nose, and then put my hands in thing and like held, and then <laughs> super support system. and then rode out the twister. Like it was like <laughs> and I was sitting there like, we're gonna get through this, we're gonna get through this. The craziest part of it was we got through it, obviously, because I'm here to tell the tale today. <laughs> yeah. Um but we got out, it finally passed, and then the sun came out again, and I got out, and I opened the tent to to what was millions of tents, and there was like, like I don't know, like 15 tents scattered around, and then one of the tents was on fire. <laughs> Do oh, you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. that so somewhere in this twister, not only did it take all of the unoccupied tents with it and just blew it like who knows where, but then somehow... Somewhere, <laughs> either somebody lit a tent on fire, I think or the dude lit it on fire. <laughs> it was very uh, like post-apocalyptic. The whole <laughs> fucking thing. Yeah. My favorite part was remember that fucking drunk Klansman from Delaware <laughs> that was right. His tent was like a little away from ours, and he kept coming over, going white power. No, that I do not remember. <laughs> Dom from Delaware, white power. I do remember a, a group of rowdy Canadians that we got down with. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I remember the cool. Canadians because they were like, if we didn't have pot, they were like our go-to for to smoke. <laughs> But yeah, during that whole twister, I was just in my tent. Like, if I'm going out, I'm going out in style, baby. And I just sniffed like a whole bottle of K. <laughs> oh, my 
God. <laughs> yeah. You weren't kidding about that. <laughs> no. See, I wasn't, I, you know, that was kind of in my, when I was, I was kind of getting out of the whole, uh, the, the drug thing. So Yeah. Well, it was toward the end of it, but I was like, shit, if we're going to Woodstock. No, no, I get it. You know, but I'm yeah. just saying like. I, I had no idea that, that, that there was so much dust and K rolling all over the place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ketamine is a very <laughs> is a very weird thing. It and is. the fact that people still do ketamine is very weird also. You yeah. think that that would have been one of those drugs that kind of came and then one day everybody collectively went, why are we doing this? Oh, my God. I found some. A couple of years ago, I found some and I just did a little bit of it and it rocked my world. And I was like, I just can't do anything anymore. Now, when you say you found some, does that mean that you <laughs> broke into an animal hospital and stole some? <laughs> no, I wish. Because K no. isn't the type of thing that you just accidentally find, well, like so, an old bag of weed. Well, because someone had it. And I was like, no, you do not have that. And they're like, yes, I do. I really do. I, I didn't believe them. And they really <laughs> fucking had it. I was like, holy shit, you have K. <laughs> I didn't think it still existed. On that note. (laughs) I remember a friend of ours used to cook K with vanilla extract, so it tasted like Cocoa Krispies. Remember that shit? No. That shit was bang. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we could do the K show uh, on Tuesday if you'd like. Stay tuned for the special ketamine show. You start talking about drugs, and then that's it. It just (laughs) flies through. Uh, thank you for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast and our uh, us regaling you with our Woodstock stories mm-hmm. tonight. Oh, there'll be more of those to come for sure. If you want to be a part of the 100 review party when it happens, please go to iTunes and leave a written review. And then email us at awkwardhighfivepodcast at gmail.com and uh, tell us that you wrote a review and we'll send you some stickers. And also follow us on Twitter. Also, I'd like to give a... Uh, a really big shout out, as the kids say, to um, Brian and uh, Nephew's Skate Shop and all those guys because they've been retweeting all our tweets and trying to get us involved and get more tweet- tweeters. And, yeah, thank you guys. Because we're struggling on the Twitter. I'm not going to lie about it. We're doing great on Facebook. Everybody's liking on Facebook and everything, but the Twitter is low. So if you're a tweeter, um, start tweeting. Start, start, <laughs> so hit us up. We'll make it fun for you, I promise. All right, we'll see you in a few short days. Get Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.